Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal. And on the phone from Nashville, Tennessee, is A.J. Croce, who will be at City Winery here in Chicago on July 10th for our 8 o'clock show. That's at 1200 West Randolph Street. Thanks for joining us tonight, A.J. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. So I've been looking for you for a couple years um, about your latest. This is your ninth record, Just Like Medicine? Yeah, it's a nice uh, ninth studio album for right. sure. And I, I went down and I was in Nashville, and I was talking to Dan Penn on a project we're working on. And this is a couple years ago. He told me he was uh, working with you and writing songs and stuff. So tell the listeners about Dan Penn and how you hooked up with him. Well, I heard Dan. Um, I heard Dan perform at the City Winery, and and I was just uh, you know I was I've been a huge fan forever, and I just thought well. Uh, can't hurt to ask if he wants to write a song, and and uh, a couple weeks later we got together at his place and and wrote the other side of love, and that was sort of the beginning of our project, um, because we decided to record that and another song I'd written, um, just like medicine, which is the title track um, to the album, and I really felt like uh, we wanted to you know, record it like it was a record. And uh, and so we did. And were you setting out to make like a, a soul a soul record? I mean, um, we're going to get a little bit in some of the people who played on this. Um, you know, you've got David Hood and, and and stuff and the Muscle Shoals horns. But was that your intent to kind of do a soul groove in this? Uh, well, all, I think a lot of my music has soul in it. Sure, it was um, you know soul inspired, but I didn't want it to. I didn't want it to feel like it was, like it was, you know, uh, some retro thing. I wanted it to be original, you know, and um, and the, and I recorded it mono, not because because Dan recorded uh, all that stuff in mono and in the '60s or or Cropper or any of the other guys that were on this, but. Um, because we're all listening to our cell phones and our iPads and our laptops and whatnot. And, um, and it's basically like listening to our, you know, to the transistor radios we had when we were kids. And, um, I noticed one day I was listening to a sister Rosetta Tharp, uh, uh, song, which I had transferred, um, wave file, uh, onto my phone and, and another, completely different thing a kinks a kink song uh both both were in mono and uh they sounded so much better than what i was downloading from the internet that i realized it was um it was a really good way to have great audio um most people wouldn't notice it most people wouldn't notice it if they if they heard it on on headphones or on a in their car um, but to me, it was important. And recording to tape has always been important to me because I really like uh, the music. To be honest, um, I don't. I don't like tricks. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, um, I don't want to fix stuff. I want to play it the best that I possibly can. Sing it the best that I possibly can. I generally do three takes. And we pick which one. Sometimes we'll combine them, but um, you know, this record was done without a click mm-hmm. for the most part. I think 
nine of the ten songs were done without a click. Um, there's no, you know, digital animals injured in the process of making it. And, uh, and so anyway, we finished this, this, uh, first, these first two recordings in a day with, uh, Muscle Shoal Horns, McCrary Sisters, uh, uh, David Hood, Brian Owings, Colin Linden, myself on piano and vocals singing at the same time. Right. Yeah. And, right. Um, and it just felt so good. Um, we came back to it a couple weeks later and I said, Hey man, do you want to, do you want to make a record? And so we approached it the same way. We had 16 tracks, uh, to work with. We never went over. We never did a submix. We just, we just took it like, uh, um, we were recording a live concert in a way. Did he tell you, um, did you guys talk about, like, uh, you know, his, his hits with the box tops, you know, and how maybe they only had two or three tracks, you know, they had one for band, one for vocals. Did he talk about that process he did with them? Yeah, in fact, it was, it was something we, uh, it was something we talked about because, you know, we had both, um, of course, living in the modern world, we're used to having endless inputs and endless tracks and all of that stuff, so... So when we um, when we approached this, um, you know, he said, you know, I, you know, I completely understand. You know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of treat it. We'll have a little more flexibility, but treat it sort of like the way that uh, that I recorded the letter. You know, which is you know one one pass for the band, one pass for the vocals, and one pass for the for the horns and strings. Yeah. Same 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 concept. You know, uh, and uh, and I thought it was funny because once he recorded it mono and 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 when uh, when it became a hit, uh, Capital called him up and said, uh, "Can you uh, can you make us a, a a stereo mix?" And he didn't. He was like, "You mean with two speakers?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it stereo was so so new. No one was no one was uh, was really doing it even. Then most cutting-edge artists were just experimenting with it. Isn't Dan great? He's just so unaffected. He's just so pure, you know? There's no... Uh, He's a great dude. There's no walls there. Yeah. So, yeah, I love him, and I love Linda. Yeah. So you want to... We're going to play a little snippet of this. So you want to set up uh, The Other Side of Love? Just um, just introduce it, and we'll play a little, little bit of it here. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I got a call from Dan. He said, you want to write a song? Uh, I said, sure. We came came over to his house sat down and uh an hour later we had uh the other side of love okay here it is the other side of love from aj croce's just like medicine whose lady had left it by for two and crap is all alone now Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN here in Chicago. I'm Dave Hoekstra. We're on the phone with singer-songwriter... God, I want to ask you about Spooner Oldham, uh, keyboardist uh, A.J. Croce, who will be at the City Winery here in Chicago Wednesday, July 10th at 8 o'clock p.m. 
Uh, what's the setup for the show, and what can people expect when they come see you? Well, it's going to be fun. It's an energetic show, but it is it is intimate. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a duo. I'm playing with David Berard, uh, who's going to be flying in from from New Orleans. Um, David and I met uh, probably 25, 26 years ago when he was with Dr. John. He was with uh, toured with Dr. John for 30 years, and and um, and and before that, he he toured and, and recorded with with Alan Toussaint and Irma Thomas and and all of these uh, you know New Orleans legends. Um, and he's a great singer. And between the two of us, it's it's a real band. You know, uh, you know. Of course, I do have a full group, but uh, for this show, we're going to do a you know play as a duo, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you'll cover the new stuff, but your entire catalog, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so talk about um, talk about the title track of uh, the latest record, Just Like Medicine. I had a muse in my life for 28 years, my, my wife, Marlo, and I wrote countless songs for her uh, or inspired by her. And, um, and this was, uh, this was the last, that was recorded and she heard it and um and she and she really loved it and um for me it was very very meaningful um i was having a hard time in my life i was i was broke i was leaving california moving selling my house moving to tennessee for the second time and uh it was hard to find. Uh, it was, you know, it's like uh, nobody knows you when you're down and out kind of thing. Um, and uh, my wife was just uh, such a uh, an amazing support, positive, and, um, beautiful spirit. And um, and so uh, so that's how it came about, you know. Um, the words, the words say it all. You're married 28 years. Yeah. And um, her illness was it? Was she's? And then we'll play a little bit of the song. Was overnight. She, overnight. Really. Overnight. It was. It was. You know, it was. It was an accidental, accidental death. Um, not. It was a uh, heart virus. It hit her, and and we were together the day before in in, uh, in Nashville, and next, and uh, she flew. She flew to California um, to see some friends, and um, and that night she fell asleep and didn't wake up. Oh my God! So when when was that? How long ago was that? Uh, less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. Last July. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, okay, so um, here's some of uh, just like medicine from um, AJ Croce. I've been betrayed by the ones I love. Lost faith in the Lord above A saint of the way I've acted Changed by my circumstances Someone gave me hope I'm Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal, and on the phone from Nashville, Tennessee, is singer-songwriter A.J. Croce with the latest record, Just Like Medicine. 
And what's the label for that? I'm looking here at my glasses. Like, what, what label? How can people? Compass Records. Compass, that's right. And how can people stay in touch with you? Give me your website and uh, stuff like that. Well, you know, you can always find me on Facebook um, at AJ Croce, you know. Um, you can find me at AJCroceMusic.com, which is my uh, website. You can find tour dates there. Or you can go to Compass Records. Uh, uh, dot com and find uh, updates and tour dates and all kinds of bio stuff and um, and the music's everywhere you know so I, I skipped over this um, did you guys talk about you, you play keyboards and stuff did you talk about Spooner Oldham and, and, and the groove he got over there with Dan and, and Muscle Shoals and stuff a little bit you know yeah. um, my uh, of course I, I love Spooner's playing but my um you know, I started off. Um, I started off playing jazz and stride and blues and roots music. I got taken under the wing of a guy named Floyd Dixon when I was sixteen. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Floyd wrote like you know one scotch, one bourbon, one beer, yeah. wine, wine, wine. Hey bartender. Anyway, he and I did a bunch of a bunch of uh, shows together where I'd open for him, and then we'd finish the show four-handed piano. Uh, for people that, that don't know, he was a he was a boogie woogie piano player, and we'd finish the show uh, with these like uh, Albert Ammons, Mead Lux Lewis things. I was 16 at the time, and then um, and then the Nashville connection came in, um, uh, which was really unexpected because you know I was listening, I was in a band that was playing garage rock and playing a Vox Continental. I was in a band that was doing that was doing R&B and old and old old uh, jump stuff. And then I was also uh, writing my own stuff and playing that. And then I was also playing, uh, you know, playing standards um, uh, at, you know, piano bars and stuff like that. So um, anyway, uh, a woman named Mae Axton heard me. Mae Axton mm -hmm. wrote Heartbreak Hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she said, oh, uh, Cowboy has to hear you. So within a month, I got a call to do a session for Cowboy. And as I walked in, Jerry Lee Lewis walked out, <laughs> and uh, and I w walked into his office, and it was like Elvis's band sitting on the couch. And he's like, hey, son, why don't you go on up, and, and uh, we'll get you all set up, right? This is my very first session. And and this is what I'm walking into at 17 years old, right? It was it was an, uh, it was unbelievable. So, um, I, ironically and and sadly, uh, uh, he gave me my first uh, my first session, and um, and the session that I hired him for um, in 2013 as a producer uh, was his last. Cowboy Jack. Wow. Wow. So you were over at Studio Arms and that was great. That was quite a place, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was it was an open door policy. There was always coffee and food for musicians. He was a generous and I, I he was such a true eccentric. But you know, that band, that that album was a hard record to make because I did, was doing a lot of traveling. Um I went to the to the uh producers, worked with their bands, worked with their uh engineers. And um, so whether it was Kevin Kellen in, um, in, in New York or Greg Cohen um, 
or uh, Alan Toussaint in in uh, New Orleans. Now, that was a real thrill for me because uh, Alan Toussaint had been one of my biggest influences from the time I was about 13. When I first heard Irma Thomas, I wanted to know who played it, who wrote it, who arranged it, who the keyboard player was, you know. And and I became uh, obsessed with with you know with his stuff, and um, and in the last you know five or ten years of of his life, we we became friends, and um, and whenever I was in New Orleans, he would come and he would we'd finish the show, he'd come and sit in with me, um, and uh, we would just sit and have conversations about life, about music, about about anything and um he was just a true gentleman so you can hear this on 12 tales that came out in 2013 correct yeah you know uh this we recorded two songs but uh yeah one of them he was really excited about was something that i had written with leon russell uh leon russell and i wrote a lot together we wrote probably an album's worth of stuff that happened to be the first thing that we had written together and and uh, At had always uh, kind of wanted to work with with Leon and and they had had a brief opportunity in the early seventies and it didn't work out and um, and so I think it was it was the closest that it that it came to uh, you know them working together and when Leon heard it uh, he's he thought it was he was he thought it was Toussaint playing piano which was a huge wow. You know, it was a you know huge compliment. And I said, "No, man, that's I'm just I'm just playing," and uh, and and he was you know really complimentary, and and you know we became pals and and co-writers, uh, and uh, and then you know totally different thing going out to L.A. and working with Mitchell Froom, all different different kinds of great producers. So yeah, talk about. Uh... And then we'll wrap it up. Talk about introduce name of the game. Um, that track you've how'd you find it, and why'd you decide to include that on Just Like Medicine? Name of the game was on a on a cassette that was uh, recorded in a hotel room uh, when my dad was on tour uh, after he had just finished uh, recording. I got a name, and um, and so it was really meant for the next album. And and it was it's a it was a pretty raw, uh, pretty raw demo, just a cassette demo, just you know basically to remember remember what it was, you know, uh, a reference demo, um, nothing to be released. And I I had heard it when I was you know pretty young, and then I found it again in my in my thirties, and I thought, oh, this is uh, this is a really soulful song. This is something that could be fun. And uh, when I went to uh, work with Dan, I kept on bringing him songs. I didn't tell him if I wrote it. I didn't tell him if I wrote it with Leon. I didn't tell him if I wrote it, wrote it with someone else. Ah. I didn't tell him if it was cover. I didn't say if it was my dad's. I just brought the song and said, what do you think? And if he liked it, then it went on. And um, and so in a way, uh, you know, Name of the Game was a way to sort of pay tribute to his music and legacy, and at the same time, to be able to contribute all about who I am. And you got Vince Gill to play on it, right? Yeah, yeah, Vince Gill, Colin Linden. I mean, you couldn't ask for for a better crew. 
Okay, well, thanks. We're going to play that. And thanks for joining us, Mr. Croce. It was great uh, catching up with you. And you will be at City Winery in Chicago on Wednesday, July 10th, 1200 West Randolph Street. So say hi to Nashville yeah, for us. Hey, man, say hi to Chicago. I can't wait to come back. And and uh, I really hope to see uh, see everyone there at the uh, at the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, thank you, AJ. And here is Name of the Game from Just Like Medicine. When I'm Just a born believer Getting dancing go by